Rusty Quill presents. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Previously on Planet Arcana. We return now to a reunion of rivals. When last they saw each other, Reap Jangler was victorious over Celestine in an automobile race. A victory that Celestine insists was achieved underhandedly. Reap and Celestine face off, exchanging threats and hostilities, with Reap's crew chiming in from the sidelines. Reap expects an apology from Celestine for leaving Lonestead without a word of farewell and demands that his recently returned rival face him in another race. The challenge initially declined. Tempers continue to rise until Celestine levels an insult against the Jangler family chewing wheat. Feeling remorseful toward a wounded Reap, Celestine accepts the race. High noon in three days. Now more in need of a working vehicle than ever, Crater, Simon, and Celestine push the stolen Diplo Hawk the rest of the way to the mechanic, who happens to be an old friend of Celestine's, F.B. Rex. Amidst a catch-up and a tune-up, F.B. recalls a recent encounter with an individual passing through Lonestead, but her memory of them is curiously foggy, leading the crew to privately theorize that the Traveler may have been Teaspoon Equilibrant. While F.B. repairs and mods the Hawk to get it race-ready, the crew borrows her dragonfly to make their meeting with Steeljaw McGraw, who Celestine hopes can provide a lead as to who his maker might be. En route, they elude a flock of vicious vultures and escape a group of giant mosquito-like gas guzzlers, finally arriving at their destination. A large fissure out in the good Wilds desert. But when they get there, no one from Steeljaw's crew is there to greet them. Until suddenly a whistle sounds and our party realizes they are surrounded. I can hear you. I am listening. Hear the cacophony coming from all across the Fifth Collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these 
metropolises, these, these verdant, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we have been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little audacity. All it takes is a key. I don't appreciate you sending spies. A familiar engine revs behind Steeljaw before a red buzzard with white racing stripes, in fact, reaps buzzard itself, comes speeding around her and screeches to a halt, trapping you between Steeljaw and FB's dragonfly on your left, Arbor and some scrappers on your right, and the fisher behind you. And then she snaps her fingers and says, No blood, show me what you've got. And as Harley emerges from the sunroof, she says... Super slot apocalypse! Oh shit! You two, you're alive. Oh, fuck, how have you been? Hey, Harley, how you doing? Hi, Harley. Long time no see. What's that? Oh, that's a Harley. That's a Harley High Stakes. Mm. Hello, hello. That's me, Harley High Stakes. Well, you know, things have been a little bit rough since I was run out of Viridesia, but uh, as you can see, I'm thriving. And, well, unfortunately, <laughs> under new management. And, uh, well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to toss you around a little bit. Now, Harley. Wait, wait, we're fighting? I thought we were kind of like pals now, no? What do you mean? More than pals, I, I do believe that when last we met, we allowed you to scamper away in return for uh, your promise to be useful to us in the future, and, uh, well, I, I can't think of anything less useful than this right here, right now. Mm, unwritten promises. Well, I do remember making a deal with Riot, but I don't see her here. Riot's dead. What? I'm sorry, sorry, boss, boss. Just give me, boss, give me just a few minutes here. What the fuck did you just say? I said Riot's dead. You're joking. It looks like you're probably going to have to replace your debt in a place that Riot would see fit. Well, I must admit, I thought she'd outlive us all. You and me both, Harley. Harley looks reflective, and I'm going to have somebody roll me a persuasion check. Oh, I'll do it. That is 24. Oh. <laughs> oh, how things have changed. But one thing that won't ever change is that Harley High Stakes is good for her word. Look here, now what... I'm, I'm so sorry, this is embarrassing. What are your names? Of course I know Riot, but... Before you answer, um, another figure from the car that Harley was driving steps out. And uh, you actually, you recognize her. She's human. Um, she's wearing rollerblades. And she's got a semi-translucent iridescent cowboy hat inside which move soft color lights. And you realize now the reason that you recognize her is that this cowboy hat is replacing the chef's hat that she was wearing last time you saw her. Biscuits. (laughs) Boudoir finger biscuits. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, 94. Nice to see you here boy boudoir get back in the car okay (laughs) (laughs) what do you think of my new boy (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's a lot more alive than your last one. Now, what are you talking about, my previous boy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, we were doing names. Boss, just a second. Names? If I'm going to protect you, I need to at least pretend that I know your names. Celestine Wanderoff. Celestine? Are you, you, you going to finish your, your sentence there, Celestine? I mean, we've already met, but well, nice to, it, not, yeah, I, you're right. You're right. Consistency is important. Branding's important. Riot would want me to remember that. Celestine Wanderoff, <laughs> nice to wheat you. Yes. Oh, very nice. And I'm Crater Wayne to the moon. Oh, shit. I'm Simon the Spider. Simon the Spider. Yeah. Good Lord. We have to get you a catchphrase. Uh, okay. Like, <laughs> welcome to my web or, or something like that. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, something cool. Me, go ahead. What? <laughs> Welcome to my web. All right. We'll, uh, we'll keep working on it. Maybe. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Takes a few times. You don't always get it the first time. You know, it's good, but. I guess put on a t-shirt. I hate to break up this little part, hey, but I'm going to have to report to my boss here. Just, just give me one moment. And uh, Harley wheels over to the ledge and uh, is like, boss, would you mind coming down here for a second? We're encountering a bit of a hiccup. Oh. Steel Jaw just puts her head in her hands and just like slowly walks over to Harley. <laughs> what is going on here? Look, I think that these people could probably be more useful to you alive than dead. And well, personally, I can vouch for them. The short of it is, boss, I, I can't. Uh, well, I won't be fucking them up a little bit. Um, okay. Steel Jaw looks like deep in thought for a second before she just like turns her gaze away from Harley and she says, Abba. Abba? Yeah? What, uh, what you make of this? Well, I mean, this is wholly unexpected to me, boss. Listen here, Crater, you said that you were coming alone and then, well, I mean, we get here and there's already some people here and uh, they overheard that they're from Lonestead and, I mean, you're making me look real bad here, buddy. The only people that I came here with is Celestine and Simon here. I don't know nothing about Someone from Lonestead. Well, it's a little coincidental that we showed up and there's some people from Lonestead hanging around the fisher ahead of time, no? I mean, I can see how that looks suspicious, but I swear in my life that wasn't us. Do you have an explanation? I think that I might be able to shed some light. All right. The vehicle, I assume you commandeered this vehicle from those so-called spies. Oh, yeah, we surely did. Okay, well, here's the thing. The vehicle itself belongs to an absolute dumbass named Rape Jangler, who was just out here doing some dumbass shit for his pip show. Dumbass. Yeah, dumbass. It ain't no more complicated than that. And I expect that y'all experienced scrapper folk will be able to tell a spy from a dumbass. So if you just talk to the man for about five minutes, I think you'll realize that he ain't no spy. He's a dumbass. All right, listen, I'm afraid I can't talk to them. Uh, <laughs> they are currently en route being escorted as prisoners to Steeljaw's hideout. Um, Steeljaw, did we get ourselves a hold of a some sort of a pip? Yeah. Yeah, we did from uh, the one who was, he was saying dumbass, n- now that I think of it. Here's my proposal, boss, all right? Playback the last thing that was filmed. <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> Steeljaw, with a very serious look on her face, pulls out a, a pip from her pocket. And you can see, even the fact that she's like far away, you can see that as she pulls it out, the screen is all cracked and spider webby. <laughs> um, and she pulls it out and 
flips through a couple things you see and then finally presses a button and you hear from the little speaker on the pip reap's voice i'm reap jangler this is dumbass i'm about to yes in that chasm i'm about to jump that hump i'm about to troll that hole i'm about to rip this fisher till it wisher ain't never been born <laughs> Uh, reap. uh, hang on, Triple T. I'm not done. Anyway, reap, uh, uh, hang on. I'm wait, not. Reap. Oh shit! There's there's some other vehicles. Who is that? Who are you? Oh, what what the fuck? Wander off. I know this is your work. Get out out here. <laughs> the clip ends very suddenly. Uh... Steeljaw just looks at it and she's just like, I'm I'm not sure what to make of this. <laughs> well, I mean, boss, if I may, it does line up with what they just told us. Oh. <sighs> So you're telling me we're supposed to meet in this remote area of the Good and Wilds, and coincidentally, a dumbass shows up before you, and it's not a spy. I mean, did they not seem like dumbasses, boss? I'm gonna have someone roll a persuasion check for for Arbor's sake. I I can do that for Arbor. There we go. That makes sense. Nice. Well, if you do that, Crater, you will get advantage. Even better. Because Arbor wants to believe you. That is a 22. Mm. Oh, we like that. You like it. Oh, you cried. You really asked me to go up to bed for you here. I mean, I, I know how this looks, but to be fair, this is kind of a, a tourist thing now, right? Of course, it's a giant hole in the ground. Like, of course, people will be flocking to it. It's not like we're like we were meeting by a random cactus. All right. Fair enough. Oh, God, this is difficult. What, what, what do you think, boss? I don't, I don't rightly know. I don't love the idea that they've sent, even if they're not spies, they've sent other people here. You understand how bad that is? Look, boss, I'm in the camp of uh, waiting and seeing, maybe. All I say is I don't think they're a threat. That, that's my professional assessment, all right? <sighs> all right, one final roll here. Gonna have someone roll a persuasion check to convince Steeljaw. Here's what's up. We had you roll once for Harley and once for Arbor. The Harley check was successful. The Arbor check was one off. So you might have received a little bit extra to your check had you convinced Arbor, but he's still trying to just narrowly walk that line between wanting to believe you, but also not wanting to get in trouble with his boss. But luckily, because you checked your, your you passed your check with Harley, you're going to get advantage on this. So whoever wants to roll this persuasion check for Steeljaw, and I'm going to tell you, this is a beefy check. You need to get a pretty high number to, uh, to get the full success here. My persuasion's pretty good. What is your persuasion? Seven. Okay, yeah, so mine's the same, but let's do you, then we can... Okay. So take a cosmic omen from me. That's an extra D6. Okay. Then let's let's just see what that is first. Okay, okay. (laughs) And you get advantage on it? Is that... Yeah. Yes, you get advantage on it. Because you passed the check with Harley. Right. Okay. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> it's a twenty nine. Oh. You're gonna take an inspiration just just in case too. Mm. Oh, is that a four? A, a D six. <laughs> Whoa, thirty freaking five! Jesus. Oh, oh my god! Steeljaw proposes Simon, you, marriage to Simon. Can you tell me like what you say to clinch the deal with Steeljaw? I'd be like, hey, uh, whatever your name is. Listen, bad start. <laughs> nah, it's all good. We so obviously there's a reason for them to be here. It has nothing to do 
with my friend Celestine here, uh, and that's been proven multiple ways. So um, I think maybe, A, you need to start finding better hiding spots in general. That'd be my first note. <laughs> I think there's more risk in in not accepting the facts here because, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Throw us in a pit? Like, that's so much work. There's so much paperwork involved. There's like, you know, <laughs> you might as well just trust us at this point. God, that brutal pit paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Slash, like, where are you going to put our bodies? Mm. Simon. Yes. Simon the spider. Yes. It's been an awful long time since someone didn't just say yes to me. I like you. I like you quite a bit. I don't like the people you sent before you. We didn't send them. <laughs> yeah, I must second that. They they did not come for anything to do with us. We did not send them, nor would we want them anywhere around ourselves. Yeah, that's just a weird narrative you're spinning. If it makes you feel any better, you can just kill them if you want. Hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm... Uh, or, 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 here you go. Uh, um, Ransom. Ransom situation hostage. Just send it. We have oh. nothing to do with them. So, like, you can get some money for it. You're going to give them back anyway. You know, uh, throw a party. Oh, there you go, boss. That's Come on, boss. not a bad idea. Um, the tall one's family is, they're fairly well off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, money is a little tight these days. And, um, <sighs> Arbor, I'm trusting you on this. And Holly, you've vouched for these people. You're not going to regret it, boss, and I really fucking hope I don't regret it either, but marvellous! Look at this! The whole crew together for a clandestine meeting in the desert! Oh, how exciting the apocalypse life is! Now, uh, Arbor told me that one of yours could, uh, help with testing our, um, substances. Yeah, I heard you're looking for a rat boy. <laughs> that is me. And in return, you'd like something. Is that right? Yeah, I... I... I think this one here just wants to have a conversation with you. I think he's has some questions. That's all I want. I, uh, I spoke to Yeehaw McGraw, who gave me your name and said that you might have some information I'm looking for. Just want to talk. Make an insight check. Mm, I'm good at those. Yes. Mm, 22. Pretty good. There's a little glint in her eye when you mention Yeehaw. I think she keeps her emotions quite close to the chest, so that's all you get with that. But you definitely notice a reaction when you mention Yeehaw, and she she just says, um, Well, all right then. If you'd like to have a conversation, we can do that here. But I would like for you to come and look at my rat. So if uh, you've got the time and you're ready, you can come back to headquarters. Well, lead the way. Sounds fine to me. You got a vehicle? Sure. Little low on fuel, though, if you got extra. Mm, we don't. <laughs> um, listen. Fair enough. <laughs> if you had rolled a bit worse on your persuasion check, I would have blown that vehicle right up. So you should be very, very grateful that you've made it this far with me. Now, uh, get in your vehicle, follow us, go into headquarters. All right, then. Um, as we hop back in, can I cast mending on the hole that the uh, that the big mosquitoes <laughs> poked into the gas tank? <laughs> Sure, nice. I love that idea. All right. And there are refueling stations on the way, so it it, it should be fine. But price of gas these days, holy I was hell. literally going <laughs> oh, to say that boy. exact same fucking thing. I hate you. Well, you all embark into your vehicles, and you begin the journey to Steeljaw's hideout, following the caravan as you go. The terrain becomes a degree less jagged, and the vegetation becomes more plentiful and less prickly overall. The weather becomes a few degrees cooler, and on the final day or so travel... The caravan drives alongside a river, tracing its path until a mountain range becomes visible on the horizon. 
from the sudden revving of engines and hollering that picks up amongst Steeljaw's crew. You deduce that your destination is nearby, and so it is. Another hour's drive brings you close to the foot of the mountain range known as Perido Peaks. Ahead of you, nestled into a small bend in the river, is a homespun village of sturdy tents, camper vans, motorhomes, and several large generators that emit a continuous hum. Armed guards stand watch by tarp-covered stacks of machinery, weapons, contraband, and other dubious goods. But before you are actually able to reach HQ proper, your pips suddenly erupt with notifications. The one that everyone receives is from JD. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, just dandy. Dandy indeed, although perhaps not as dandy as you might hope, because when you open the message, you are met with a series of emoji. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read them aloud and then I'll copy paste them into the chat for you all. (laughs) So in sequence from left to right, we have wave emoji, as in the water, Mm -hmm. run emoji, thumbs up emoji. (laughs) Okay, good. Good. Pine tree emoji. Uh-huh. Ran up a tree. Yeah. Okay. Smart. Baby emoji. He's crying. Robot emoji. <laughs> Saved by robot. And then there is uh, an egg in a frying pan emoji, a plane emoji, and a clock emoji. <laughs> I feel like I followed half of that story. Would you like to make an insight check? Ooh, I got it. Oh, well, perhaps Simon knows. No, I mean... No, please. Perhaps Sky knows. <laughs> It just seems pretty obvious. Uh, okay. Enlighten us, please. Uh, there was a flood, obviously. Yeah. And then he swam to get out of the flood and he's okay. So he went to the forest and he's looking for baby androids. Or he was a baby and now he's an android. And then dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then he's having some eggs and getting on a plane and he's going to be here in a bit. <laughs> that That is... An excellent guess. Or something. Yes. I'm going to say that the that that last little bit is actually egg flight. And I don't I don't know. It it must be a reference to brunch. (laughs) Holy shit. An egg fight. Sorry. And then the the time on the clock is four o'clock, which is like a pretty late brunch. It's a that's very late brunch. Early dinner, really. Hmm. Okay. Well, insight checks be damned. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, you, guys, you, you solved our puzzle. <laughs> that was not me at all. Like, I was looking at the egg being like, he's saying he's excellent or something like that. Like, he's doing okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So he's, having, he's having egg flights with baby androids. I think we've got a bunch of pieces. I'm not sure we've put them together. Yeah, roll. Anybody who wants to may still roll an insight, but let it be known that we're very impressed about yeah. the egg. <laughs> uh, that's a 23 insight. Oh. Okay, so with a bit more reflection and conversation between the three of you, you come to an agreement that the tree, the baby, and the robot probably refers to a place in the forest where there are young androids. So it's a creation point. Indeed. And the final three emojis, I think you correctly recollected your previous code of posting a picture of brunch at, well, it... I think it was five. I may have picked a clock that says four. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm reading the analog clock incorrectly. So I, I think that is five o'clock, to be honest. <laughs> Who even knows with analog clocks? Reading a clock is so fucking hard, man. No one uses <laughs> clocks anymore. Yeah, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, fuck clogs. Anyway, so you have <laughs> received word from JD Detective, who indeed has uh, survived the the torrent of water. Well, that's not... We don't know that for sure. We just got a series of emojis <laughs> from his phone. Like. We got a text from him. It could be anybody, though. <laughs> well, are you going to reply? Huh? Dove. I don't know. <laughs> God, Ryan would be really good at this emoji game. There's a cowboy emoji. Wait, really? <laughs> Show me. 
How have I never seen this? You never seen cowboy Moody? No, dang it. This that's great. What a handsome devil. Bro, what do you use if you don't use the cowboy emoji? I mostly just use the thumbs up. <laughs> oh my god, you would. <laughs> Literally. Okay, so we've one cowboy emoji. Um We're uh well, we are in the shakes. No? Yes. So what about that one guy? It's all shaky. May I ask, is there a particular reason why we are responding with emojis and not simply being more straightforward? Uh, in case it's intercepted? Fair enough. Ooh, a shrimp. Sorry, this is bad podcasting right now, but I think, I think, I've, I think I've got it. Sorry, I've just been building an emoji. What about the shrimp? <laughs> okay. For our listeners, Sean has been typing for so long. <laughs> so here's what we could do. We do like cowboy emoji, robot emoji spider web emoji thumbs up dot 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 angel dot dot oh dot my god. cry face oh, oh my god heartrending <laughs> and highly effective well i'm i'm not used to speaking in code so i will trust you that this will get the message across does it should we uh tell them where we are like send a cactus or something is there a mountain picture in there or a desert or something there's a cactus all right yeah perfect beautiful <laughs> all right <laughs> Cowboy, robot, spider web, thumbs up, angel emoji, single tear emoji, cactus emoji. Perfectly clear. A poignant message has been returned to JD Tech Group. With that accomplished, you also take the opportunity to have a quick scan of the news and trending videos. It's interesting. You are not in proximity of any pit ports that you know, but you're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. And... As you scan the headlines, things look grim. Among the dire headlines and missing persons reports, certain articles stand out to you. One in particular reads, all systems Diplo alert. Diplos are looking for any information about the unknown person who took the main stage at CGA and projected their true name. Diplos suspect they sorcelled the audience and are wanted for questioning. <laughs> Diplos are also currently looking for this year's winners of the CGA the damn good on wilds uh, congratulations oh, you are the overall winners of cga crater we won wow you, uh, that's that's cool kind of feels like the moments passed and i've moved on from that part of my life but that's that's nice <laughs> well perhaps you don't want to move past it quite so quickly because the deeples are also looking for the damn good on wilds in order to present them with their cash prize of one hundred thousand dollars uh never mind i'm a musician for life <laughs> <laughs> If you're out there damn good on wilds, the Diplos are waiting for you. Failure to claim the cash prize in person at your nearest Diplo headquarters will result in the 100k being used instead for Paragardens rebuilding and recovery. End article. All right. Hmm. But we don't talk to Diplos. This is definitely a trap, right? <laughs> I, I was like, going to say, is... I don't trust this for a second. Not even a little bit. Why would the Diplos want to present us with a prize? Why wouldn't it be, you know, the people that ran CGA? Also, if the prize was a hundred thousand coin, I think I think we would have heard about that. That's a that's a lot of money. Feels you know? like something you talk about before the contest. Yeah. To be fair, just to like close a logical gap there, like that it, you do win a lot of money from the CGA. It never came up. We never talked about it, but like that part that part doesn't seem totally out of reach to you okay and do the deep lows typically present the price no <laughs> <laughs> well back to not talking to cops yeah that's what we always say sp yeah unwritten word you know are there fey police no fey deep lows 
feet pounds. Hell no. <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> yeah, we check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. <laughs> I'm going to wrap that down. Yeah. Plus, there's, there's no wrong or right in the natural world. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, another article catches your attention. In fact, it's a video released only yesterday labeled Uncle Edict's Emergency Sermon. Oh, oh my. Citizens of the Fifth Collide, I weep with you. This fool year, which should have marked the beginning of a joyous and momentous 22-year cycle, has become a year of upheaval, grief, and ineptitude. The big boom, the unrelenting geographical disturbances, the blatant and inexcusable attack on my character in this continent's highest court... I was willing to sit peacefully by, weathering these tumultuous times and attempting to soothe the minds and spirits of all citizens, as has always been my goal. But now, now the great city of Paragon has been struck by unprecedented calamity, a catastrophe that has left us stricken with sorrow. And where was our regent? What was her response to the big boom, to the tremors in the good on wilds, to the vicious winds in the blink brush and the thorough lush? What was her answer? Geological surveys, the occasional breaking scoop, citizens. She rerouted her coronation procession, purposefully bypassing the danger, bypassing those citizens whose homes and health were at great risk. I find myself greatly changed by these developments. My commitment to harmony remains, but to achieve it, complacency must end. Though few dare speak this aloud, many of us are aware that the Regent Ray was bought and paid for by the royals. She represents royal interests, and those interests did not include the protection of our citizens. We must allow our collective grief to propel us to action. We must not allow this regency to continue, this regency that have failed to prevent the catastrophe from devastating our continent and from tearing apart friends, families, and and lovers. We require a new leader, a trusted, proven leader. And so, I plan to petition all factions for sufficient votes to call an emergency general election, and I will succeed. And as for you, beloved listeners, I beseech you, call your local faction representatives, lend your support to this election, change the world for the better, before it changes without us. Oh, my stars. That motherfucker. He is, uh, trying to overthrow the government. But, um, do y'all hear the way he... He tripped over his words there when he said lovers. lovers. And I couldn't help but notice uh, Steeljaw had a bit of a funny look when I mentioned Yeehaw. Folks, I think that... I think maybe Yeehaw didn't make it out of Paragarden. Oh. Oh, that poor stubby bastard. Yeah. And I will say that uh, that makes me more concerned about Edict than I have been thus far because I get the sense that Yeehaw was the only thing keeping him sane. If he's been sane this entire time, <laughs> I'm frightened for what is going to come next. You and me both. How big of a problem is this going to be for us, do you think? I think it can't not be a problem. 
Uncle Edict and his relationship to the Arcana. You know, we're deeply mixed up with the Arcana ourselves, and if Edict gets his way, then there won't be anything stopping the rat flowing to young androids, and who knows what's meant to happen at the end of the year. He'll have control of every creation point. The deep lows will be on his side finally. The ones that weren't already. Yeah, this is a mess. It is at that. It is at that. <laughs> but there's little we can do about it from here, I suppose. Are we going to assassinate someone now? Like That that feels like a serious <laughs> step up. I don't understand <laughs> concepts like government or like uh, political turmoil, but I understand assassination. That, that, that's, that's weird. That's, uh, that's weird that you have that distinction. But I don't remember the origin. But handy. We'll make use of that at some point, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Are we killing? <laughs> <laughs> Just say the word. That, that Simon, Simon, listen to me. Uh-huh. That's your catchphrase right there, my friend. Just say the word. Are we killing? Are we killing? <laughs> yeah, that, I think, frankly, I think that's the kind of intimidation we're looking for when we first introduce ourselves. Mm. Sorry, so every time we meet somebody new, you want Simon to say, are we killing? <laughs> I'll do it. Right, used to say, come at me, bro. Yeah, but that could have been like flirty, though. <laughs> so could this. Are we right? fucking killing? It could also be read as like, are we killing it? <laughs> are we fucking killing? I think we are. <laughs> Simon, I like this direction for you. This is this is good. My new catchphrase is, are we killing? <laughs> I, I want to say I'm against this, but Simon, you have your own agency. You can, you can introduce yourself however you like. I'm sorry. I really did like um, something about my web, but I can't make those right now. <laughs> right. Look, if you change your mind tomorrow, it's entirely up to you. You can... You can say whatever you want. You could say a different mm. thing every time. See what you like. Well, I think I'm going to pick this one because I can't wait until you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrifying, but I'm glad you're on our side. <laughs> so extremely glad. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? The fact that someone's going to try and overthrow the government and we might oh, have to stop them. Yeah. With assassination, perhaps. With killing. I truly hope it won't come to that. I I, I did promise Yeehaw that I'd try and talk Edict off his ledge, and I mean to keep that promise. I suppose, suppose it'd be the right thing to do to at least try to resolve this without violence. Did the message say where Edict was? Like, can we see where he was? Ooh, like broadcasting live from? It just says sent from my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> sent from my pip. <laughs> I guess maybe a history check. Nice. Mm. Dope. I rolled pretty good. Oh, plus zero. Oh, that's dumb. Oh. Uh, that's an 18. <laughs> nice. I, pretty nice. good. I got a 17. Ooh. I got four, and I got a minus one on that history. <laughs> that's, that's so <laughs> That makes perfect sense, though. That's, yeah. yeah. That's thematically sound. That's really good. <laughs> Crater, I think if you go back into the video and you rewind it and you play it and you search your memory for all these dumb sermons that you've seen over time, you recognize the place that Edict is speaking from as Spectre HQ. And because you can kind of get a glimpse outside of the windows behind Edict at some point, you notice thick, dense, tropical vegetation. And with that, you can surmise that he's broadcasting from Spectre HQ in Venora Vega in the Phantom Isles. So he's like out near Trouble Neo Vega. Precisely. Okay. Yeah. Quite close to the Jaggedy Jacks, in fact. <laughs> Have you scaled them? 
<laughs> Not yet, but I have a feeling I will. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't like specters. That's fair, frankly, especially with the uh, edict at the top. Well, yeah, we do have to go that way eventually. So I guess two birds, one stone. We'll either talk edict off the ledge here or we'll push him ourselves, right? <laughs> and with that, perhaps the last couple of minutes into HQ are spent in silence, absorbing what you've just heard and taking a moment perhaps privately, to remember the boisterous nature, enormous hat, and joie de vivre of Yeehaw McGraw. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be serious. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. It really caught me off guard. He was our first PC. <laughs> That's it's true. Yeah. First oh, you never NPC. forget your first. Exactly. Oh my god, the first one The first one we met. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Rest in peace, you motherfucker. You, you motherfucker. Rest in paradise, yeehaw. I hope you, <laughs> hope you have all the haughty ye down there. Oh, <laughs> that's really nice. All the haughty ye. All the haughty ye will he have. <laughs> he will receive. <laughs> there. <laughs> Planet Arcana! Planet Arcana! Planet Arcana! It's funny. It's musical. It's dramatic. And the fun doesn't end with the podcast. Come on down to the Planet Arcana official Patreon. Folks, does this sound familiar to you? Oh, I'm all caught up on Planet Arcana, but I just can't get enough of these ridiculous antics. Or have you ever experienced this classic pickle? Oh, jeez. I wish I could get a Planet Arcana episodes a day early. Well, B, stop struggling with that plastic wrap and visit www.patreon.com slash Planet Arcana now. The Planet Arcana Patreon, where listeners can support the creators and gain access to all the perks a body needs. What kind of perks? Glad you asked, B. It's a veritable cornucopia of treats, including early access to ad-free episodes, access to digital downloads, access to members-only channels in the official Planet Arcana Discord. Wow, that sounds but That's not great. all. Patrons can also receive monthly episodes of Planet Arcana Arcana's very special talkback show, Recharge, where the Planet Arcana crew get deeply intimate and intimately silly while they spill the beans on Planet Arcana's behind the scenes. Yowza, that's a But that's of... not all. Planet Arcana have recently launched several brand new membership tiers with all new perks, including exclusive Planet Arcana merchandise and an artwork club where patrons receive a brand new piece in the mail every month. Wow, wow, But that's God. not all. Other Planet Arcana tiers heat things up even more by offering custom voice messages from the cast and even a tier that allows you and your friends to have a TTRPG session hosted for you by J and B themselves. Golly, I can't But that's not all. Don't sleep on Planet Arcana's merch store featuring several dazzling designs for t-shirts, crewnecks, and hoodies. Find the link to the Planet Arcana merch store at planetarcana.com. All right, well, I'm typing it in right after And that's speak. not all. Visit patreon.com slash planetarcana in the next 15 minutes or literally at any time to see if becoming a Planet Arcana patron is right for you. This offer does not expire. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And as you drive the final stretch to this makeshift village that you know to be Steeljaws HQ, Harley blares her slot machine alarm, and a chorus of horns greets you in return, with several scrappers emerging from the tents to greet their matriarch. Yes, yes, we're back. Everybody celebrates. It's me, Harley High Stakes, with we're not, your... We're not celebrating. Get back to work. Sorry, boss. I'll work on that next time. I just really think you need some fanfare. You know what I mean? Like, strike... We need to get to work, Harley. All right, okay, fine, fine. This is not why you're here to prove yourself. You're here to prove yourself that you're useful to me. Have I not been useful so far, boss? Come on, I showed up with several croupiers. I have a new boy. There's spikes on my tires. Come on. Listen, new blood, celebrations are not helpful. You know that I've been come under some hard times. Oh, no, Steel Joe. And these people that you vouched for, they best be good for me. I promise, I promise, aren't you? And she shoots you through a glance. My dear good friends will be very useful to you. We'll try our best. Well, I hate to break up the party, but uh, I did want to mention that uh, those fellows that you definitely didn't send ahead of you before time, the ones that are not spies and... That are dumbasses. Yes, you'll find them at the north end of camp. I'm not sure if that's of interest to you. Uh, Currently, we have some unpacking to do. Uh, I have to go and uh, do some maintenance on the pip generator and, well, just make myself as useful as possible. (laughs) That thing was annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Can I I grab Harley and and take her aside for, for a sec? Certainly. Yes, hello. Crater, you got your business handled to to handle there with arbor and steel jock and leave you to it yeah yeah I, I i guess i'm making rat if you need any help just holler i will scream loud enough for you to hear okay simon are you going with crater or celestine or doing something else altogether um i i remember that like i i think i like drugs so i'm gonna go see what this rat business is all about yeah <laughs> gorgeous okay so We have a few tasks at hand, and I think maybe let's start with Celestine and Harley. Yes, yes, Celeste, Celestine is your name, and uh, it's nice to see you again. Sorry I didn't remember you. You know how it is when you know nothing but celebrities and dignitaries. Anyway, what do you want? Well, nice to see you too, Harley. I like the look. No, thank you kindly. You know, I figured at a certain point that if my life was going to fall apart, that I might as well start acting like I'm living in the apocalypse that, well, you three assured for me. (laughs) But all that's under the bridge now. It's actually that that I wanted to talk to you about. My sick new look? Well, the reason that you have a sick new look, and and it is sick to be sure. Yes. (laughs) I, um... (laughs) 
God, I love Harley so much. <laughs> you, uh, you've kept your word so far and done right by us. I wanted to let you know that, uh, since we last met, we came into some information about what happened at Riscotech that night, and I thought you ought to know. Who did you know? Yes. Well, I'm extremely receptive, please. The cameras were shut off by you. How did you know that? Well, that's a long story, but the reason that you didn't know that is because Lux Booker hired somebody to cast a spell on you that would make you do that and then make you forget that you did it. And the reason that Lux Booker did that was because Mesmera asked him to. So as I said before, we are not your enemies. It's Mesmera. It's always gone back to Mesmera. The face that you've been looking at so far has been Harley's happy face, her congenial face. And as you begin to explain this, you see it begin to cycle, flipping to show you its other sides, and it goes back and forth from anger to worry to fear to anger to fear to anger. And then it just sort of stays stationary on anger for a second. And she goes, Oh, <laughs> of course, when I realized what had happened and I remembered that it was me, that it was, it was me that shut them off. I didn't know how to explain it to anyone. And you're telling me, but it was Lux Booker and Ms. Nera who coordinated this whole thing against me. That's right. You were a pawn. Neither of them cared what happened to you so long as you did what they wanted you to do. Good God. If it makes you feel any better, Lux Booker is dead now. Oh, that's absolutely marvelous. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic news. Yes, it makes me feel much, much better and completely unmurderous now. Hmm. Oh, fucking Harley, all of my friends turning. And how did you know? Hmm? Did you know from the very beginning? No. Roll me a, dis- a persuasion. Mm, sure. I think I'll give myself a cosmic omen on this, just to be sure. <laughs> Why not? Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, oh my oh. god, you keep rolling those wow. lately. Yeah, okay. I'm keeping this die around. Holy shit. Harley's face stays on the enraged face that she's been showing you, but at that, she clasps your head in her hands and looks you deeply in the eyes, and she goes, Celestine Wanderoff, you just became my favorite person in the entire Fifth Glide. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe that perhaps you are the only one who understands the pain, the humiliation, the agony that I've been put through. And now together we can take down Miss Mera, just like you always wanted. Isn't that marvelous? It is marvelous indeed, and I, I think that... So it's decided. You will come with me on my grand final bid for vengeance. You know, going after in the media, not my finest moment. It's sort of sad. I suppose I didn't quite understand quite how deeply how many people on the fifth collide Miss Mera has in her pocket. So I have to go after a different angle. And look at you coming along at just the right time. Oh, this is going to be marvelous. Yes, now, Harley, if you want to go all girl boss super slot surprise on Mesmera's withered old ass, I... A girl girl (laughs) boss apocalypse surprise these days, thank you. Right, apocalypse, thank you, yes. I certainly have no problem with that, but it's not as easy as all that. And I think you know that. We can't simply march up to Mesmera guns blazing. Now, my friends and I, we've got, we've got business to attend to, but I have every confidence that that business is going to lead us back to Mesmera. 
and to an eventual confrontation. It is my hope that you will be there when that time comes. Well, wonder of, I have my own plans devised, don't you know? And let's just say that I'm here as part of them, but I'm afraid that perhaps we'd better have the rest of this conversation with Steeljaw present. Fair enough. I can respect that. And I respect you, Wanderoff. And she grabs your hand, head in her hands again. <laughs> I respect you very much indeed, Wanderoff. You don't know what this means to me. Well, I'm glad that we can improve our relationship. Yes, good lad. And if you're ever looking for a position as a boy, I'm not that attached to boudoir. Then, oh, right. you'll love being a boy. Boudoir from the distance can't understand what you're saying, but sees that you're having a, a like a an intense talk and she just gives you a thumbs up from behind her. <laughs> I thumbs up back. <laughs> yes, she's only so-so. Anyway, think about it. I have to go take care of this generator. Did you know that Steeljaw has built makeshift shift pip don't tell her i told you that anyway toodaloo <laughs> all right then i miss harley so much yeah. <laughs> that shit is good <laughs> let's maybe do like a tandem time thing and skip over to crater simon and steel jaw as steel jaw takes them over to examine some rat perhaps arbor shows up as well hey you marba i'm here whatever you need <laughs> Arbor's at your service. Yeah, so Steeljaw kind of takes you, Crater and Simon and Arbor follows, into like a little tent in this camp. And you sort of take a moment to notice that as you're walking through here, this is like, this is HQ. This is camp. But it seems like this is HQ for now because almost every structure here looks temporary. You just notice that as you walk through that this looks all very um, portable, mobile. And... uh you're not sure how long they've been set up here and you're not sure how long they'll stay, but just a little note. And Steeljaw leads you into like a, a tent and she kind of like walks in and doesn't say anything and makes sure you're all in and then just like stands for another moment in silence before fishing through her pocket and pulling out a little bag. And she opens the bag and empties it out onto the steel table that they've got set up in there. Out pours a bunch of rat, very familiar rat to you, Crater. Steeljaw just looks at Arbor and Arbor like gives her a nod and then she looks at you, Crater, and she's just like, I uh, heard you're something of a, a rat expert. And uh, well, we've got lots of rat in our day. And uh, well, lately, it's just been a bit stranger, a bit more uh, fucked up. We don't mind it. I mean, well, no one's been hurt on it, but it's it's been quite intense. So... If you could take a look and tell me if it's, first of all, dangerous for prolonged use, because I don't want to lose anybody that I've got left. And second of all, if you could help me narrow in on uh, why it's so potent, oh, I'd, I'd just love to be able to make more of it. Okay, well, f my first question, like, uh, obviously you can't tell me names, but can you give me a general sense of where you got this from? Did you buy this in Midmoss, or did you buy it from somebody else? No, no, we haven't been to Midmoss in, uh, in some time. Mostly, uh, stick around good on wilds. I've got a lot of people that run for me, get things for me, and that's where I get almost all my, uh, supplies, including Mom Pa's damn good weed, which I hear is how you, uh, ran into Arbor. So I've got people like Arbor running around the Fifth Clyde for me all over and those people get me rat and lately 
there's been a lot of rat that's been, uh, well, intercepted through the creation points. Funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty funny. Personally, I don't like it. Yeah, that makes two of us. Is it the branding on this rat? Is it is it saying that it's from Midmoss? Yes, it is. Okay. It looks like the brand of rat that you recognize with like the literal rat on it. Okay. And then there's like the property of Midmoss, I believe, uh, written on it. It looks identical to the rat that you've made. And it looks identical to the rat that you picked up from the baby androids outside of Iodine way back when. Okay. Although if you'd like to examine it a bit further, you can certainly do that. But on a on a cursory glance, that's what you get. Yeah, the uh, we we've encountered some pretty intense rat lately too. Like, do you want to maybe just want to walk me through exactly what you've been experiencing with this brand? Yeah. Um. But first, and then Steeljaw turns to Simon. What's your uh, expertise? You know about rat? Ah. Uh... I know enough about it since I found out what it was a couple days ago. I'm trying to show this one the ropes a little bit. Yeah, think of it as new eyes. New eyes, old eyes. It takes uh, all sorts of eyes. <laughs> all right. Um, well, to answer your question, it, uh, it does the three things that you'd expect, right? I mean, mm-hmm. your head starts to go on a swivel, right? You feel terrific. Oh. God, you feel terrific on this. Terrific. Just absolutely terrific. But uh, the auditory part, that is just next level. Like, out of this world. Been hearing each other's dreams, haven't we, boss? Yeah, all of us been in the, each other's dreams. It's been quite strange. I think I want to try rat. <laughs> uh, Simon, let's mm-hmm. let's wait to examine this batch, and then maybe I'll give you one of, one of my own. Yes. We'll, yes. we'll see. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Greater. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, now, when you're when you're in these dreams with your friends, is it just you and your friends having a shared collective dream, or is there other people in there? Is there other entities that you're maybe running into? Like, what's the what's the vibe that you're getting from this brand of rat? Yeah, it's not so much that we're hanging out with each other in mm-hmm. our dreams. It's more like we're hearing each other in our dreams. And uh, Arva, I, I, I remember you told me you uh, heard some unknown vo- voices. None of the scrappers around here, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. A few of us were hearing voices that, uh, well, none of us recognised. And in fact, it was even kind of extended into the waking world. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, those uh, dreams were hard to shake. Okay. okay yeah, I'd, I'd like to take a, take a closer look at this rat that they've given me here. I want to know if it's any different than the rat that we've been, we've been taking. Well, sure. So... I do have my uh, reflavored brewer's kit, which is called the Party Flavors uh, Party Favors Supplies. The Party Favors Supplies makes another appearance. Yes. <laughs> With this thing, I can, for one, identify it. I can detect the poisons or impurities in it. For one, I'd want to like try to identify it and see like what exactly is different from what a typical mid-moss rat would be. I love it. Last time you rolled an intelligence check, I believe, does that still ring true for the way that you want to use this? I think I think it calls for an intelligence check, yeah? Uh, yeah, so I can make a history check to try to identify the drug. Nice, okay. Give me a history check. Okay. And let's see where that takes you. Uh, I will tell you that last time you rolled a 13, so... Okay. Let's hope you do a little better this time. Yeah. 
<laughs> and when's the last time someone rolled two history checks in one session of D&D ever? Holy crap. Uh, I rolled a six. That just kind of sucks, doesn't it? Can't can creator have some sort of advantage? I mean, he, he makes this stuff. Come on. All right. All right. Uh, look here, Crater. I can't help but notice. And he leans in close. Are you nervous, buddy? Your hands are shaking a little bit. Do you want some help? Uh, it's fine. I, I just I haven't slept well lately. I'm dehydrated is all. Oh, come on then. Let me give you a hand. I'll just hold it steady for you. Stare into Arbor's eyes for half a moment. Breathe in. Breathe out, Crater. Come on. Come on. You're steady. <sighs> uh, Simon taps on Crater's shoulder. Yes, yes, Simon. Ah, uh, sorry. You said you were thirsty. Uh, where did you get a glass of water? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives Crater the uh, the water and also casts guidance. Ooh, mm. baby. Okay, and Arbor maybe holding you know a hand on your shoulder and one hand, like keeping the rat down and flat so you can examine it properly. That'll give you advantage. So give me another roll with the guidance, and hopefully it's better than a six. And the guidance is a D four, correct? C. Ha. Oh, that was a nat 20 on that one. Yo, oh, my you, God. Thank you, God. Eat up, boy. Cry that. That's a love for the shit. ages. Wow. Oh, oh I was going to say the power of... Um, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, Crater, you go to examine this rat, and you might be a bit startled to notice that you, you have a little bit of a tremor in your hand, and it sort of distracts you for a moment because... Well, you're once again reminded of your aging body and your mortality. But Arbor puts a hand on your shoulder and he says some nice things and it brings you back to a time when you felt very youthful. You try again. You place the rat on the table and you start to examine it. And then suddenly, a bunch of differences almost highlight themselves for you. This rat is mid-moss rat. Okay. That's where it came from. It has the rat on it, the one that you know, the little symbol. It has property of Midmoss written on it. It's it looks identical to the to the one that you uh, that you used to make and is still in production. You're quite confident that that's where this rat is from. It's not a counterfeit, but but there is something different. You notice on the edges of the sheet because it's like a little sticker, right? And you notice at the edge of the sheet, there's like a little wave in it, almost like it's been soaked in water. As you pick it up, you sort of hold it in proximity to Simon. And Simon, your senses start to go off. Because I think both of you notice that this reeks of magic. Like in a very similar way to what you've sensed before when you're holding the box. You noticed it, Crater, when you were in the big flashback and you were holding the Hermit's Lantern. And upon a very introspective recollection, you even kind of remember now that you felt that way but didn't realize it at the time when you were near the Wheel of Fortune. This thing is soaked in magic, quite literally. And Simon, I'm going to have you roll an Arcana or an Insight check. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not good. Uh, Will uh, 16 do? I'll take an inspiration on that, please. Hey. Ooh. Okay, 19. Wow. Very nice. Simon, a little voice creeps in your ear, a very, very familiar one, and a comforting one at that. Simon, there are some of my siblings who deal in water. You're well on your way to becoming a fool, if you can sense magic from other arcana. 
Did everybody hear that? <laughs> Did you give him a rat arbor already? No, never mind. Never mind. All good. I'm very scared. And I don't get scared very often, but I am I'm wary. Why? What's wrong? Uh I'm wary of of the magic that's going on in here. I don't know. It's it's like that box. It's 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 uh unfathomable. Um. Nothing. It's like this thing I saw one time. <laughs> it's unfathomable, and its greatness confounds every ounce of my being. And while I love it, I don't like it. Does that make sense? Steeljaw says nothing but looks to Crater. <laughs> okay, so this is Midmoss Rat, but someone's tampered with this. Uh, this is dipped in some crazy-ass magic. I, yeah, this is weird. Can I, can I compare it to my personal stash? Mm-hmm. Is mine also imbued with this supposed arcana magic? Well, you have two sources of rat. You have the stuff that you made with Riot back at your apartment. Yes. And you have the stuff that you picked up from the little kitties. Correct. The stuff that you picked up from the little kitties is water damaged. <sighs> the stuff that you made is not. And just for clarification, the stuff that like the three of us, or I guess, oh, I forgot Right, it's not here for a moment. Um, oh. the the ones that the ones that uh, like the the party has been taking. That's been my personal stash. It has been after Midmoss. Okay. Whoa. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Sorry, I'm trying to think of all times we've taken rat. Yeah. <laughs> there were times before we confiscated that stuff that we took rat. Like we took like with didn't we take rat? Yeah. Yeah. Team Sprocket. Team Sprocket. Yeah, Team Sprocket. We took it on the Nautilus. way down to Aqua Catch, yeah. but we hadn't encountered the the baby androids then. But we we had some crazy auditory stuff of like the Arcana talking to us at that point, though. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we it's been be- since before we got our hands on that rat. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. And DMs, would I know? Like, would Simon know? Like the correlation there of like which arcana might be correlated with water. Ooh, I'm tempted to give it to you on the 19. What do you think, B? There's a couple that have water symbolism. Yeah, there are a couple. All right, Simon, you're aware of the arcana. You've only communicated with one as a fae, and the opportunity to communicate with more has only opened up to you recently, but you are learned of the arcana. And there are three you know to be associated with symbology involving water. The first is temperance. The second is the moon. Mm. And the third is the star. Mm. Hmm. Crater. Simon. I received a vision in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, pardon? I received a vision in my ear. Okay, yeah. Perfectly normal, yes. Yeah. Anyway, I trust trust the Empress more than anything. I am, I would, yeah, I have gave anything for the Empress. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. (laughs) You're scaring me a little. There seems to be some kind of correlation with the arcana and 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 like a water power going on here and there's a couple arcanas that that could be and i know them to be temperance the moon and the star what do you know about those guys <laughs> yeah what do you know uh well as a follower of the moon i know more about them but i don't i don't really know temperance that well Okay. Um, well, I know temperance at least has elements of balance, combination, and moderation. I mean, the moon's bad news, to be honest. Like, it's just, like, not chill. Not to be trusted. No. Cell seem like, seems to like the star. Star seems nice. Yeah. I think maybe I'm going to join threads at this point. 
and make this the moment that Celestine rejoins you. What, uh, what y'all been up to? Ooh, Celestine, I have had an ear vision. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's fine. I'm assuming it's normal. There's water. There's some water magic going on. There's some water magic going on. In your ear? And nope. But it's in the rat. And I think there's like three possible culprits here. Because there's some crazy mega magic going on. And it's ruffling my feathers. Okay. Well, who done it? We got the moon. We got the star. And we got temperance. I'm sorry. Did you say the star? I said the star. And what is it that you think that this uh, meddler did? Well, they're involved with the magic in the rat. The rat that's been given out to baby androids. Yes. <sighs> Folks, I hate to say it, but uh, I bet all the money in my pockets that this is the work of the star. What? Because I know that Uncle Edict is certain that he is following the path of the star. He told me as much. He said that we were on the same path. Steeljaw slams a fist down on the table. Motherfucking no good piece of shit. Evangelizing McGraw corrupting Uncle Edict. Oh, he's a real oh, son of a bitch, isn't he? He is at that. I would wring his neck if he were here. You're telling me he's behind this amazing rat. I'm telling you that whatever's in that rat ain't no good for you. If this is uh, the work of Edict and whatever arcana he's been talking to, then he's got some grand plan for changing people's minds to open themselves up to the arcana. It's, it's nonsense. It's manipulation. And it's, well, it's just plain wrong. Oh, Edict is very persuasive in the best of days. Can't imagine. Arbor, have everyone uh Throw out the rat. I don't want none of it around here. Oh, stale steals. Oh, come on, we could have made some money if we can replicate this recipe. That is the right idea. You burn that. Steel, steel draw, really? Arbor, you've delivered someone who can make rat. Oh, <laughs> so I did. All right, Crater, you're going you're gonna to set us up some rat before you go, yeah? Uh. You and me over a banner, a Bunsen banner, you and me touching shoulders. Exchanging glances, making rat. What do you say? I mean, that does sound fun. I think it might get me killed if I do that, though. I don't know if I can really be making mid moss rat for you guys. No, no, not not making mid moss rat. Making a uh, good on wilds rat. Oh, franchising. <laughs> Crater, you're just consulting. Do it. <laughs> hold, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody, let's just. Slow on down here. My good friend Crater agreed to come and take a look at your rat in exchange for me having a conversation with uh, with the Honorable Steeljaw McGraw. Now, I will point out, first of all, that we have not had that conversation, and I still would like to very much. Second of all, there wasn't nothing in that agreement about Crater here making you supply, which, of course, is, uh, well, that's a, that's a talent honed over many years, and, well... You don't just give that sort of thing away. I understand. And I wasn't suggesting that anybody work for free. I think that you'll find, if you ask any of the scrappers, that I am a good boss. You're free to do whatever you like. But if you'd like a job, and if you'd like to help out steal John McGraw, which, by the way, the name travels far, and it can get you in a lot of places. Or at least, I'm a good contact to have. I'm just saying, if you'd like to help me out, that could help you out in the future. All right. One batch, a quick rat, and then we're good. And you're going to answer any question that this little guy has, okay? And we'll say, what, 2,000 gold, roughly, thereabouts? Well, it's, it's Celsius. Ooh, money. How, how, much is, how much is JB shaking you down for? FB, 
Yeah. FB, sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I've, I've forgotten. I've forgotten all about her. She's nothing to me. Raider, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Now. That's my friend. She's nothing to me. Crater, you and I are going to have a talk about your attitude toward FB. But right now, I, I mean, this seems like a good way to make that money. Well, I was, was going to say, we can ask for more if we need more. This, this is our chance. We shouldn't We shouldn't undersell. Like, this is this is some primo shit. You're the man. You, you know what it's worth. Tell him. Get whatever you can, whatever it's worth, Crater. 7,000. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> can I cast Enhance Ability for, for uh, um, Charisma? Why not? Okay. And, and I'll give you a <laughs> and I'll give you a Cosmic Omen, so take a d6. You fucking oh my God. You pieces of shit. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is that advantage? Yeah, so advantage plus a d6. Let's set the DC before you roll. Yeah, okay, I've already rolled. Okay, well before you before you say yeah. your total, B, what do you think? Like that's seven K is a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna put at least twenty. I'm gonna say twenty two to get that much. Oh, I've cleared oh. that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I cleared that before, before I added my modifier. Uh, there's an eighteen plus three plus a seven. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, for a total. Uh, 18 plus 3 equals 21 plus 7. That's 28. Wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. Feels good to win. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> Steeljaw just looks at you and then just says, um, well, I mean, if Abba vouches for you and Holly vouches for you and you come here and you clearly know what you're talking about, sure, 7,000. I can, uh, I can wrangle that up. It's not going to be easy, but um, if you can promise that you can get us a good supply, then I'll do what I can. You'll be able to flip that for three, four times that amount. Don't worry, boss. It's a deal, really. Yeah. All right. Good work. And Arbor, nice job finding him. Oh, thanks, boss. <laughs> that was so sweet. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to be recognized. All right. Well, um, you probably want to get cooking, literally, and... Uh, I suppose I owe one of you as a conversation. Much obliged. Celestine takes off his hat, and before uh, before I get started, I just wanted to say I only recently understood that Yeehaw did not make it out of Paragarden, and I wanted to offer my condolences. Well, thank you. Um, Yeehaw was a real son of a bitch. Rest his soul. Rest his soul. Well... The last time that I saw him, it made me a deal that I give him a heads up. Well, if I was going to have to do anything drastic to stop Edict and whatever, whatever his plans are. And in exchange, he gave me your name so that I could ask about off-the-grid makers. Well, that is why uh, most people come to me or seek my help, as it were, so... I was wondering if that might be the case. It seems that I am, um, unregistered. Ah, you're the one unregistered. You're not trying to become an off-the-grid maker. No, no, I... I have no memory of my maker. Not anything clear, anyway. Ah, uh, truth be told, I, I've got some pretty spotty memory from the last couple years. And I always did wonder who my maker was. I found out recently... Then my prints are not part of any system. Huh. That's some good work. Well, um, I suppose that you've, you would like me to uh, take a look and see what I can dig up in terms of uh, 
your maker? Yes, please. What do I need to do? Steeljaw just kind of like slowly walks around you in a very slow circle and she's sizing you up. I don't see an access panel. So I think we're going to have to get you over to the Weldon station and I'm going to, I'm going to open you up. You're going to what? I mean, I'm not seeing anywhere <laughs> to get at your life chip, which by the way, I'm going to have to like fiddle around with and I'm just saying. Hold on I'm, now. Like, hold, well, hold, li- hold on. Hold on now. My <laughs> li- you're going to fiddle with my life chip? Well, yeah. Well, that's how makers who are off the grid and want to stay off the grid get, um, you see, they, they encrypt a life chip so that it can't be traced back to them. That's my specialty. That's what I can help with. But I can also decrypt it, of course. So. And what are the risks involved here? Like, you're going to fiddle with my chips and then what? I, I don't. Like, what, what can happen? Probably at worst, death. <laughs> right. Like, permanently death. Permanently death. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's, it's a life chip. But if you really want to know. Then that's how you're going to find out. And you'd be willing to do this right here, right now? This is something that I enjoy doing to help. This is something that I don't often, uh, I don't overcharge for the service because I think that it's an important service. And to stay out of the eyes of the specters is important to me. So, yeah, I can help and I would do it for free, even if you hadn't just uh, offered to make me a shit ton of rats. Okay. Well, if this is how it happens, then uh, I guess I ain't got much of a choice. But you listen here. My friend Crater over there, I know he seems real polite. But if I don't wake up, he is going to be very angry. And it's going to take a lot of your best people to calm him down. You understand? Are you threatening me after I just offered to help you for free? I'm just saying. You should know the risks. Well, I think we both understand the risks. All right, then. You remove your vest, you remove your floral blouse, and you present your metallic chest to steel jaw as she fires up her welder. And soon you feel a stinging sensation as she uses it to carefully trace a rectangle into you. And that's it. That's the end of Celestine. <laughs> well, that's the good folks. That's nice. I get a great round celebrity. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That's a wrap on theater. <laughs> hey, folks. Take care. See you next campaign. Amazing. Okay. The sensation. Sorry. I don't know. It was beautiful. <laughs> the sensation is certainly tolerable, though somewhat uncomfortable. Steeljaw's hands are expert. And before you know it, She's finished. She tenderly removes a portion of your shell, exposing the gearwork within you. Gearwork that you have never before seen in your life. You look down at yourself and become mesmerized by the kaleidoscope of spinning gears, rows of wires and minuscule circuits. Layers upon layers of them, finely tuned and busily whirring away. The small universe within your body is beautiful and delicate. And so... Steeljaw sets herself to testing, cataloging, and analyzing your inner clockwork. Steeljaw analyzes for a long time. She's very much in your frame for like an uncomfortably long period of time. And Crater and Simon, are you guys hanging around with Celestine? Everybody come on over, take a look at my insides. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perhaps you wander over and 
you see it as well. I mean, it's almost uncomfortable, probably, I think for both of you, but in very different ways to watch someone rummage around inside someone else. And Celestine, it's not painful. You're not unconscious. You're not asleep. You're kind of watching it all happen. And it's, it's extremely strange. This goes on for probably a couple of hours. Finally, Steeljaw kind of sits back and flips up a mask that she's got. She had like kind of a combination welder's mask that also has like really zoomed in um, like microscopes on the eyes so that she could look (laughs) really closely at all the gears and clockwork and everything. She flips that up and she looks at you. Well, um, I've got a few pieces of information for you. Um, pretty strange. Pretty strange stuff. Let me have it. So, like I said, if one wants to be off the grid and create an android who stays off the grid, often they'll come to me, and what I'll do is I'll encrypt the life chip. What this does is basically scrambles it so that um, it can't trace back. Because normally for... An android who's been made at Spectre Run Creation Point, their life chip will have information, not unlike DNA. The information talks about their makers and their makers' makers and so on and so forth. Now, I want to decrypt your life chip because it did look like it was coded or something. But um, it's not. It's not encrypted, but it it doesn't have any information like like the DNA. It just, um, it just doesn't lead anywhere. What do you mean? What, what does that mean? Well, normally I can see, you know, how, how far back the maker's information goes. I got, I got nothing for you. I've never seen anything like this, really. Now, in a similar vein, parts of your construction, I've, I've never seen design like this, and I've seen a lot of inside of Gears Androids. A lot. And everything you'd expect you know, to create a functioning android is there. It's in work and order. You're, you look perfectly healthy. But the way that you were put together, it just sort of deviates from all the common Gears builds I've ever seen. It's like um, it's like someone cooked a familiar dish, but they used completely different ingredients and followed completely different instructions. It all works. It's just new to me. A couple other things. There's a roughen. On the back. A, a what? A roughen. It's like where they prepare part of your body to receive a piece, but nothing was ever put there. So it's not like you're missing a piece, but there was intended to be an extra piece for you, and it never made it. One final thing. I, I, I told you that, um, I mean, I couldn't find any information about your maker through your life chip, but I did find a message quite literally there's um there's a message etched in on you all right well tell me what does it say it says dearest r o m like the initials spin the wheel the world may never know your name but i will remember dms is that what my maker said to me in my first flashback so it is celestine almost exactly But, before you've even really had a chance to absorb this news, from outside you hear, Hey boss! There's a situation! Come outside! A cry goes up, and an accompanying refrain of car horns. Something's wrong. 
Those of you who aren't opened up, literally, <laughs> run out of the tent and into the center of the village to find, well, the scene of a battle. Everywhere you look, scrappers are running for the weapon supply, running for their cars, or grappling in the dirt with unknown assailants. Assailants who have launched an attack on Steeljaw's home base, you try to take in your surroundings to assess the danger to identify the attackers, but you are stricken by the strangest sensation. The assailants, they have faces, but Crater and even Celestine from your resting, not your resting place, but your your uh, immobile place right now, you, you cannot describe their features. They have voices, but you cannot distinguish them from one another. What do they wear? Are they android or human? You can't tell. No, you can't remember. Though you see and hear them, though they tear through Steeljaw's base right before your eyes, they are nobody. Nobody at all. But to Simon, they are something different altogether, something unholy. Simon, you can see their faces, you can distinguish their voices, but you are horrified by something altogether impossible to you. They lack true names. And not just that, they lack magic altogether. To a former fae like yourself, these may as well be ghosts. Ghosts.